0: Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio featuring Pastor P. G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in the Bible series in the book of First John, entitled "The True Light." We shall March 4, 2001. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to First John chapter 2, beginning with verse seven.: First John chapter 2, 7 through 11. And let me read verse 8, 10 and 11. Yet I am writing you a new command. Its truth is seen in him, that is the Lord Jesus Christ, and in you, that is the people of God, the church. Because the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. Whoever loves his brother lives in the light. And there is nothing in him to make him stumble. But whoever hates his brother is in the darkness and walks around in the darkness. He does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded him. I want to speak to us today about the. Through shining light. This speaks about the triumph of the church of Jesus Christ. It is speaking about the defeat of evil. The defeat of darkness. Through the shining of the light. The wondrous Saint Paul said we are more than conquerors. Through him who loved us. I hope this morning we will have an attitude of triumph. Don't ever think the evil is winning, it is not winning and it shall never win. The text says darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. Now we've been speaking about the assurance of salvation and we said the assurance of salvation is the experience of all true believers who keeps God's commandments, particularly the commandment to love one another. And we said this is an old commandment, and we said Jesus Christ alone fulfilled it perfectly, and wonder of wonders, we who believe in Jesus Christ are also enabled to meet this ethical demand that we love one another. Jesus Christ said, love one another as I have loved you. And John, in chapter 2, verse 8, in his first epistle, he tells us that this commandment is not only fulfilled in Jesus, but it is also fulfilled in us. The Gnostics, the heretics of John's day, claimed to know God, but they hated the people of God. Their life proved their claim to be false. Verse 9. Let me tell you, hatred is the nature of all unbelievers. All who are outside of Jesus Christ practice hatred. St. Paul tells us in Titus chapter 3 and verse 3. At one time, we too were foolish. He includes himself. Because he practiced hatred. He murdered people of God. At one time, we too were foolish, disobedient, deceived, and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. This world, since the fall of man, is darkness, moral darkness. Man hates, firstly, God and his commandments. Yet something happened, especially since the first coming of Jesus Christ. Light is shining in this dark world. Praise be to God that God has not abandoned the world in its darkness. He saw all the world of evil people that he sent His only begotten Son as its light and life. This light shined with the greatest brilliance in Jesus Christ. And now it is shining in you, in the church, the people of God. This is an amazing statement that the truth of this commandment is seen in him and in you. So, since the coming of Jesus Christ, since the incarnation, two things are happening. Before that, only one, (laughs) darkness, moral evil in the world. But since the coming of Christ, there are two realities. One, the darkness is passing away. It doesn't say it passed away. It doesn't say there is no more moral evil but it is passing away and the second reality is the true light is already shining in the world through the church especially in the practice of the church in terms of love for one another now the bible speaks about this truth that God is light and you read that in First John chapter 1, verse 5, God is light. In him there is no evil, no darkness at all. You know, there was a professor, Blake Clock, professor of classics at Auckland University in New Zealand, and he says this about light. He says, God is light, the image is satisfyingly complete. Light penetrates the unimaginable depths of space far beyond the limits of human vision. In all the vastness of the great globe of vanished millennia into which the telescope can probe the gleaming galaxies float or tell in light how once they floated when the effulgence which we see today began its endless journey. Without light, there is no vision, no view of reality, no confident journeying, no growth save of chill and evil things, no health, no life. The hand shrinks from the cold and slimy life which survives sluggishly in dark caves. When some plant of the open day strikes root in such places, it becomes a pale and flaccid thing distorted beyond recognition as it reaches for a gleam through some chink or crevice in the rock. But light like God, exists by itself apart from that which it illuminates. Light on earth is a medium, a means by which we see this and that object. It picks up and reveals the loveliness of shape and color. But light exists by itself and apart from that which it gilds and glorifies. It is an environment, a condition, a wonder, which fills and floods the whole immensity of space. Now we are speaking about that God is light. Now the Bible has something to say about this proposition that God is light. Turn with me to the book of Psalms and we look at 104th Psalm. We are not speaking about the created light. When God said, let there be light, we are speaking about God, who is light. Psalm 104, praise the Lord, O oh my soul, O oh Lord, my God. You are very great, you are clothed with the splendor and majesty. He wraps himself in light as with a garment. Light, the effulgence, the splendor. That is his nature. In him there is no darkness. And Psalm 36 verse 9 tells us this about this light. You see, we cannot understand reality unless we view all things in the light that God gives us. And so here it is, Psalm 36 Verse 9, for with you is the fountain of life. In your light we see light. You see, that's why the world is in darkness and is darkness. It is moral evil. It has no understanding of reality. Everything is distorted in terms of the perception by the world. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light we see light. You want reality, you want meaning, if you want purpose, you want to know what truth is, then we have to seek the light that God is and God gives. Psalm 27 and verse 1 tells this The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? God is light. This means God is life. Can you imagine? Life without light. God is light. God is life. God is truth. God is meaning. God is purpose. God is the way. 119th Psalm, turn to it. where the psalmist tells us, 105th verse, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. Or verse 130 says, the unfolding of your words gives light. Or the entrance of your word gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. Now you understand, when an unbeliever speaks about anything, he is wrong. Before he opens his mouth, he is wrong. And when he opens his mouth, he is wrong. When he finishes speaking, he is wrong. That is the truth. Because he cannot understand reality except in the light of God. And not only God is light, Jesus Christ is light. Turn with me to the book of John, the gospel of John. And we'll take a look at chapter 1. Speaking about Jesus Christ. John 1 verse 4, 5 and 9. In him was life and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, Uh, speaking about moral evil, darkness. It's a metaphor for moral evil. And the darkness has not understood it. That's one way of translating. Another way is the darkness has not extinguished it. It tried, but it didn't work. The darkness has not conquered it. And verse 9. The true light, the same phrase you find in 1 John chapter 2 and verse 8, the true light. This means every other light in the world is false, it is a lie, it's hollow philosophy. The true light, the authentic light, the divine light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. Or the great I am saying in the book of John, chapter 8, verse 12, he said, I am the light of the world. Not the philosophers. see, Jesus Christ made this statement after Socrates and Plato and everybody else came into the world. Jesus Christ said, I am the light of the world. And he came into the world that you may have light. He who walks, follows me, shall not. Walk in meaninglessness, and misery, and purposelessness. You shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Profound statement that everybody else has been telling falsehood. Jesus Christ came to tell us the truth. Turn to chapter 9, Gospel of John, and verse 5. Listen to this statement. While I am in the world, the world of evil, the world of darkness, while I am in the world, I am the light of the world. He's the true light. He's not one of many lights. He's the light. He's the true light. He's the divine light. He's the authentic light. Therefore, every other light is false. And every other religion is false. Every other philosophy is false. Turn to John 12, beginning with verse 35. Then Jesus told them, you are going to have the light just a little while longer. It is telling us that Jesus Christ is going to die and be buried and be raised and, and go to back to heaven. Walk while you have the light before darkness overtakes you. The man who walks in darkness does not know where he's going. Put your trust in the light while you have it so that you may become sons of light. See, Jesus Christ, the son of God, came into this world as the light of the world so that you can become sons of light. People who knows reality. People who knows meaning. People who knows God. People who may have life. And then the Bible says this, that we are the light of the world. And you heard it said, Matthew 5, 14 through 16, looking at a bunch of ordinary human beings like Peter and John and Matthew and others, unimportant people. You, that means you alone are the light of the world. Or Ephesians 5 verse 8 says, You were darkness, but now you are light in the world. Profound statement. Mind-boggling statement. I can understand when the Bible says God is light and his son is light, but now this amazing statement, You are the light of the world. You alone. And that is also saying everybody else is false. All philosophers, they all are false. Everybody is false. Jesus Christ is no longer in the world. Christ lived. Christ was crucified. Christ died. Christ was buried. Christ rose again. On the third day, Christ has gone back into heaven. Jesus Christ is Lord of all. One day he will come again to judge the living and the dead. He said he was the light of the world. But now, we are the light of the world. St. John says the truth of this new commandment is fulfilled in him and in you. Now we are the light of the world. We are no light in ourselves. We are reflecting his light to the world in our life and proclamation. It matters, brothers and sisters. It matters what we believe and how we live. It matters. Jesus Christ is in heaven, but he left us to be light of the world. There is no other light. The world is darkness. It is deep darkness in spite of its claim to be light. In the 15th and 16th century about Renaissance and 18th century about enlightenment. You see man speaks with ecstasy in terms of enlightenment. How They succeeded in abandoning scriptural authority and reason is liberated from the shackles of the church. They are enlightened, they say. But the Bible declares they are darkness. So in spite of the claim of enlightenment, in spite of philosophies, and in spite of scientific knowledge we have, the world is in moral darkness. It has no life, it has no light, it doesn't know how to live. It has no purpose, it has no direction. And it has no meaning. The Bible says this, that the world is in darkness. And the world is darkness. Turn to 1 John chapter 2, verse 11. But whoever hates his brother is in the darkness and walks about in the darkness. He does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded him. Your friendly but unbelieving neighbor, relative, professor, philosopher, politician, corporate CEO is in darkness. You don't believe that? Well, let's look at some scriptures. Turn to John. It's Gospel chapter 3 and verse 19 and following. This is the judgment, this is the verdict given by the Lord Jesus Christ, the judge. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world. He's speaking about himself. Light has come into the world. The Son of God took upon himself human nature came into the world of darkness. Light has come into the world. See, he said, I'm the light of the world. Light has come into the world, but men loved darkness. Instead of light, because their deeds were evil. And I can prove it from a number of scriptures. Maybe we can look at a couple more. The book of Ephesians, chapter 5. And verse 8, 4, you were once darkness, evil, morally twisted and corrupt, enemies of God. You were once darkness. Or oh, Turn to chapter 4 of Ephesians and look at verse 18. They are darkened in their understanding where in the understanding or 1st Peter chapter 2 let me read to you from verse 9 but you are a chosen people a royal priesthood a holy nation a people belonging to God that's your present state of affairs that you may declare the praises of him that's the purpose of our life who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light One more scripture of the book of Acts, chapter 26. Listen to the purpose of God's calling of Paul. 26, verse 18 of the book of Acts. I will rescue you from your own people and from the Gentiles. I'm sending you to them to open their eyes. That means all philosophers and all scientists and all everybody else in the world who will not believe in God, they are blind and turn them from darkness to light. The only one way that anybody can come out of darkness into light, it is through the preaching of the gospel and through the mighty work of God within us. Darkness they are. They are in darkness. They are darkness. They love darkness. They hate light. Many years ago, I ministered in the East Coast. I was invited by a brother to go to visit him in his dilapidated apartment in New York City. And we took the elevator, And went way all the way up. And he opened the door and what did he do? He turned the light on. He should not have done that. (laughs) He turned the light on. And I saw his room filled with cockroaches. Running away from light. You see these are nocturnal beings. They hate light. They run away from light. They love darkness, the world is in moral darkness, they are in darkness, they are darkness, they love darkness, they are darkened in their mind, but they are always walking about. They are always active, they are not sitting still and playing dead they are walking about, they are active, they are cogitating, meditating, they are writing books, they are telling everybody, they are on television, they are on radio, they are everywhere, they are in the universities, they are telling everybody many things. But the truth is, they are in darkness, they are darkness, they are blind, they are aimless, they are active. Let me turn to Isaiah 29, which tells something about The activities of these people. Isaiah 29, verse 15. Woe to those who go to great depths to hide their plans from the Lord, who do their work in darkness and think, and think. What are they thinking? Who sees us? Who will know? They are active, let me tell you. They are hiding from God, they are thinking. They are writing books. They are telling everybody what to do. These miserable, blind people who have no meaning. They are telling everybody how to live. And they think, who Who sees us? See, they closed their eyes, created their own darkness. And they are saying what? God doesn't see me. And not only that, We are told they don't know where they are going. They are aimless. They walk about. They are active. They don't know where they are going. And not only that, they are in darkness. They walk about in darkness. They don't know where they are going. They are blind. They have no shame to tell others how to live. The blind leading the blind. And to 2 Corinthians you want to know how the Holy Spirit tells us what the nature of the unbeliever. Second Corinthians chapter four, verse three and four, and even if our gospel is veiled, see when the gospel is preached, there is a veil upon their hearts. there's blindness. Now, this is the explanation. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. And why is it the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers? You see, Satan has blinded the minds of the unbelievers for this specific purpose. And what's the purpose of this blindness? that they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ who is the image of God that's why you mention the name of Jesus Christ and you mention his claim that he is God, he is king, he is truth, he is light and all of us are the nice person becomes angry you see the hatred coming out of them. We spoke last Sunday about the Mammoth Cave in Kentucky and there is an Echo River and there is fish in there. We said they have eye sockets but no eyes. They are in darkness, they are darkness, they love darkness, they walk about in darkness, they do not know where they are, where they are going, but they are blind. They love darkness, hates light they are evil and they produce evil. They hates Jesus Christ and the followers of Jesus Christ. That's what the Gnostics did. But notice they appear to be very nice. Until you mention the name of Jesus Christ. And not only that. And his claim to be the true light, the way, the truth, the life. The eternal son of God became man. You tell that. And to whom the Father has given the right to judge. Well, let me tell you, we were once darkness. But you are what? Light in the Lord. I hope you think of that. We were once foolish. We were once darkness. We were once blind. We were once telling everybody what to do. when we were blind. We were haters of God. We rebelled against God. And praise be to God that something happened to us. Let me tell you what happened. Turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And let me read now from verse 5. For we do not preach ourselves. That's what everybody else preaches, isn't it? We worship people. No matter how we preach ourselves, it doesn't help anybody. Stop talking about yourselves. Talk about the Delight talk about Jesus Christ but Jesus Christ as Lord and our souls us, your servants for Jesus sake for God who said let light shine out of darkness made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ <laughs> I mean this is harking back to Genesis chapter 1 and verse 3 God said let there be light there was light in the same way, there took place a new creation. This is serious business, this work of salvation. It is a new creation. So we are told, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old is gone and new has come. You are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. unto good works. That's what happens. Speaking about regeneration, we became sons of light. We become lovers of light. <laughs> and we begin to look toward light like the sunflower. We are interested in light. We are interested in Christ, Jesus, we are interested in the Bible, in God's truth, because something happened. We've been translated from the dominion of darkness and placed us in the kingdom of his dear son, kingdom of life. And we are shining like stars. Paul says in the world, holding forth the word of life. That's what happened. Look at First Thessalonians. Let me read another verse. I can give you a lot of verses that will tell you the truth. 1 Thessalonians 5, 4 and 5, but you brothers are not in darkness. See, God said, let there be light. And God brought light into my mind, into my will, into my emotion. He made me a child of light who loves light and moves toward light and comes to the light rather than like a cockroach running away from the light. See, unless God does that mighty work, we run away from the light because we are evil and our deeds are evil and we don't want to come to him lest our deeds be exposed for what it is. But you brothers are not in darkness so that this day should surprise you like it if you are all sons of the light and sons of the day. Isn't that wonderful? I hope you can say that we are all what? Sons of the light and sons of the day. And if you are not, I pray that you call upon the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And so, that's what Jesus said, you are the light of the world. A bunch of very ordinary people. And Jesus Christ said, you and you alone. As the light of the world, extraordinary <laughs> statement, says Dr. Martin lloyd John. extraordinary, amazing statement, a bunch of people in Jerusalem, light of the world, you are the light of the world, and you alone are the light of the world, who said this? The eternal Son of God, the light of the world, makes this proclamation. This is amazing. We should believe it. We are the light of the world. You may have no degrees, uh, never went to university, never read a book, but the Holy Spirit of God came into your life and made you light. And you are now, you know, better than anybody in the world who is an unbeliever. Extraordinary statement. And Martin Lord jones says this, We alone are competent to tell others how to live. No one else is competent to give advice to other people how to live. We know, and we alone are competent. You go to a psychiatrist, and you go to a philosopher, you go to a counselor, if he is not a Christian, he is incompetent. That is the biblical declaration. And we are light because of the new creation, because of our vital link with Jesus Christ. And as light of the world, you see, this is the problem. As light of the world, we do a number of things. We, by our sheer existence in the world and in the community, we expose sin. That's the function of light. We expose sin. You don't have to say anything. But your mere existence is sufficient to expose sin. And people begin to realize what they are doing is evil. You just, you just be there, that's all. Secondly, we explain the cause of the problems of this world as what? Sin. We speak about not the ascent of man and the evolution of man. We speak about the descent of man and the fall of man. We alone have the key to explain the problem of this world. Sin enmity with God, because we are light of the world, so we expose evil deeds, we explain the problem of this world, and not only that, praise God, we do something else. What is that? We give them an exit plan <laughs> as a way out of this dark world. And that is why God called the apostle and commissioned him to open their eyes. To deliver them from darkness. Hallelujah. Called out of darkness into the marvelous light. There is only one way to do it. That is through the gospel. Hallelujah. The preaching of the gospel. There is no other way. So we expose it. We explain the cause of it. But praise be to God. There is an exit plan. We give it to them. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And you shall be saved. The exit plan is you come to him as a sinner. Don't you ever come to him in your self-righteousness. So we have a responsibility. And it says this new commandment is fulfilled in him and in you. We are light of the world by living a Christian life. By living a holy life. You see, there are Christians who want to be like the world. I cannot understand. As a Bible student, I cannot understand. The Christian people drooling after the things of the world. And they are wanting to be like the world. Us, the world. Oh, no, no, no. That means you may not be a Christian. If you want to expose and explain and give the exit plan, then you should do one thing. Be the light that you are. You live a holy life. Live a separated life. By keeping God's commandments and particularly walking as Jesus walked. By living and proclaiming the gospel, especially by living a life of love in the power of the Holy Spirit. We help the world not by conformity to it. But by conformity to the light, the Lord Jesus Christ. It is in our distinction and separation and difference we can be helpful to the world. Jesus Christ said that we must shine our lights. Do not cover it with what? The bushel. The bushel is the bushel of worldliness and sin. <laughs> Darkness is what? Don't come and tell me that the darkness is increasing. Secularism is uh, reigning. What do we do? Maybe should we should find a cave and run and hide. Oh, no, no. What is on the retreat? Darkness. The analogy is this. David and Goliath. And finally, David killed Goliath now who is on the retreat now who Israelites or the Philistines now keep that picture in mind don't you ever think that you are on the retreat there is one greater than David has come and destroyed Goliath on the cross by his death he destroyed Eva. And you see the same thing happening. In truth, the world is on the run. His truth is what? Marching on. I hope we will not be ashamed of the gospel. St. Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Why should I be? Because it alone is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. People of the world are in darkness, walk about in darkness they don't know where they are going and what else? Their eyes are blind. We are the light and the light is shining. The light is advancing. Don't believe anything else. I hope you will straighten out your neck. A sense of confidence welling up in my soul that I'm not darkness that I'm not blind. God made me a new creation. Let's turn to uh, Matthew chapter 5. This is what Jesus said, looking upon a bunch of ordinary people, poor people, somewhat uneducated. All of them were uneducated, except later on came St. Paul. Ordinary people. Mainly Galileans. And he said this, you and you alone are the light of the world. Profound statement, amazing statement made (laughs) by the eternal God, King of kings and Lord of lords. We must believe that you are the light of the world. You are a city on a hill, cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp, put it under a bowl, instead they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. And verse 16, in the same way, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good works, good deeds, and praise your Father in heaven. Turn to First John And chapter 2, And I'm writing you a new command. Its truth is seen in him. And what is this new command? You love one another. Its truth is seen in him, in Jesus Christ, and in you. Because what? The darkness is passing away. The true light is already shining. Jesus Christ was the light. He died, was buried, raised from the dead, ascended into the heavens. And yet, the true light is shining in the church, the people of God. You are the light of the world. So Jesus said, in the same way, let your light shine before men that is in the world. So that they in the world can see your good works. Good deeds. And what is the final purpose? That they may praise your father in heaven. This is speaking about evangelism. <laughs> no, the unbelievers who are not chosen of God, they are not going to praise the heavenly father. But people in the world who are chosen of God from all eternity unto salvation, must see your good deeds must see your light and they shall be made light and they shall join with you in praising God that's what happened in this church and in every other church so we have a responsibility we must shine us light we must not cover ourselves with the bushel of worldliness be not conformed to the world you were darkness once but now you are light in the Lord you not conform to the world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind through the gospel in belief and behavior we must be different from the world in our personal life in our married life in our work life in our church life if we profess to be Christians, if we claim to know God who is light with whom there is no darkness, we must walk in the light as he is in the light. Now if we do not shine as light, if we do not live a separated, wholly different life from that of the world, our profession is proven to be false. And what does it mean, let your light shine? It's not very difficult to understand. That means to live a life that is in accordance with the gospel. We are created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Good works are works of obedience to God's will. We obey God. That's what it is. And if you are a a child, the good work is you obey your parents, that's what, that's what you do. Then you are shining. That's all you need to do. And another parent who is an unbeliever looks upon you and sees that you are obedient to your parents. they are fascinated by it. They will see your good work. So shining means doing, The will of God. That's what it means. There's nothing mysterious about it. And the will of God is in the book. There is the Ten Commandments. It is our moral guide. It is still applicable. Isn't that true? But the Ten Commandments are given depth and breadth by the Lord Jesus Christ who interpreted it for us. Doing the will of God. And now, as children of light, we love it. We enjoy and we express our love for God by eagerly and zealously doing the will of God. And if we are Christians, the, the law of God is written in our warp and in our woof, in our very constitution. We are lovers of God's will. We never fight against it if you are God's people. So That's what it means in belief and in behavior. We glorify God and let others see it. And those who are ordained to salvation will be attracted by it. They want to know about it. And you tell them about Jesus Christ and him crucified. They believe in Jesus Christ. They join with you. And what are they doing? Praising God that they may praise Father in heaven. The same idea. <laughs> I'm the vine, you are the branches, you must bring forth fruit, more fruit, much fruit. For what? For the glory of the Father. My father is the farmer. And the farmer comes and he is all excited about it because there's a lot of fruit. What is the fruit? Actions of obedience. Nothing mysterious about it. And whether you obey him or not, there are people in this world who obey Jesus Christ. The darkness is what? Passing away. And the true light is shining. The authentic people of God delight in shining, in doing good works, in knowing the will of God and doing it with eagerness. Shine. Let your light shine before men. Turn with me to Philippians chapter 2 beginning with verse 14 it is written to the people of God do everything without complaining or arguing Now have you heard people you are talking to them yeah? those under you, your children, whoever they are and all of sudden, what is it? complaining and arguing I think Saint Paul is reflecting and harking back upon what? the Israelites in the wilderness, what did they do? What did they measure it? Complaining and murmuring. That is abominable. And so he says, do everything. That is total submission to God and total obedience, not partial. Do everything. Children, obey your parents in what? In some things? In everything. And if you children claim to be Christians, then you will do everything. It is the proof that you are a Christian, that you are no longer darkness but light. Do everything without murmuring or talking back, arguing, so that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault. And now, in a crooked and what? Depraved generation. That's the world, that is what darkness is. They are in darkness. They walk about in darkness. They don't know where they are going. And their eyes are blind. And they pretend to tell you how to live. I remember my mother was speaking to people. She was extremely competent. Didn't have college degrees or anything. She knew more about spiritual things. She knew the way to God. And she will speak to anybody and everybody. Competent to counsel. That's the title of J. Adams' book. And that's in the book of Romans. That the believers in Romans were what? All competent to counsel because we are light in the world. What is the world? Crooked and depraved generation. And you see the same idea elsewhere about the world. The world is darkness. In which you see the world is darkness in which you shine as luminaries stars see the picture the world is what totally dark and the answer to the world is our christians luminaries stars amazing you are the answer to the world there is no way the world is going to see light except through the Church of Jesus Christ, this is why it is extremely important that we live a Christian life, as well as proclaim the Christian message. Now, here again, we are told, "What does it mean to shine as stars?" It's not difficult to understand. Ask you what? Hold out, hold forth the word of life. As you hold forth the gospel. In your life and in your proclamation. It says how we should shine as stars in a dark world. By holding forth the word of life. By living the gospel and proclaiming the gospel. That's what it means. There is nothing mysterious about it. There is nothing difficult about it. And if you are light in the Lord, you will do these things, in order that I may boast on the day of Christ, that I did not run or labor for nothing, shine, you are not asked to shine when you get to heaven, that's it, we we only shine there, we all will shine, isn't that true, God will enable us to shine, but this is not speaking about life in heaven. This is speaking about life in a crooked and depraved generation. When everybody doing their own thing, evil, wickedness, in the midst of it, I stand a star shining, radiating the glory of God through my life and my proclamation. Turn with me to First Peter chapter 2. Beginning with verse 9, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You see, you were in darkness, you were darkness, you loved darkness, you moved about meaninglessly and aimlessly in darkness, and you were blinded by darkness. But God's rich grace reached. The light came to you and enlightened you. The light that enlightens every man in Jesus Christ. Your eyes opened. Taken out of that whole sphere of darkness. And brought you into the marvelous light. And what's the purpose of it? Come on. That you may declare his praises. Declare his praises in heaven. Now. Declare His praises here and now in the world before men. What does it mean, declare His praises? The charismatic world says, Praise the Lord, 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 praise Lord. And they speak in tongues and do all that and live like a devil. That's not what declaring the praises of Him. The same thing as we saw in Philippians chapter 2. Live the gospel and proclaim the gospel in that order. And if you are a wife, you are a rebel, you refuse to submit to God or to your husband and you talk about the gospel, you should shut up. If you are a husband, you, you don't love your wife <laughs> and then you should shut up. You are not qualified to declare His praises. You must repent and ask God to forgive your sin and then start shining. Turn to 2 Corinthians 3, verse 18, And we who with unveiled faces, and notice unveiled faces. Why unveiled faces? (laughs) God took away that veil, that blindness, that blinder. So unbelievers have these things, and you cannot put it on and take it out. It is part of your constitution because of the universality of sin. But God took it away, hallelujah, with unveiled faces. Isn't that wonderful? And we who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory. That's what we do. We are not light in ourselves, we are reflectors, like the moon reflects the light of the sun. Reflect. That's our job, that's what shining is. What is it? We reflect the glory of God and in the process what is happening we ourselves are being changed He's changing me, He's changing me from glory to glory He's changing me His likeness and image perfected me and so on ever increasing glory which comes what? from the Lord, all our shining is coming from the Lord and so what is it we do? We are looking at Him And we reflect the glory. We shine in this crooked and depraved world. The glory of the Lord who is the light. As again we live and proclaim God's truth. Turn with me to Ephesians chapter 5. And beginning with verse 8. Take a look at it. Open the Bible. For you were once darkness. But now. Oh but now. Uh, If you want to know, but now, turn with me to chapter 2, verse 3. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our sinful nature and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature objects of wrath, but because of his great love for us, God who is rich in mercy made us alive. That's what but now means. Something happened. This profound regeneration. God who said let there be light. Uttered that word in the depth of my being. Light began to radiate in my being. And darkness expelled. But now you are light in the Lord. There's no other way. It is always in relationship to the Lord. You are light. And what do you do? Live as Children of light. Profession and practice must harmonize. Now there is explanation. For the fruit of the light consists in what? In all goodness, righteousness and truth. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of what? Darkness. Why? You are light in the Lord. But rather what? Expose them. Light exposes them. For it is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible. For it is light that makes everything visible. This is why it is said, Wake up, O sleeper! Rise from the dead! And Christ will shine on you! Uh, It is not speaking about getting up in the morning. This is speaking about don't still belong to the sphere of darkness. Those who sleep, sleep in the night. We are people of the day, children of light. We have nothing to do with darkness. Wake up, O sleeper. Rise from the dead. Christ will shine upon you. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. Making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is and do them. Let your light shine before them, before men, that they may see your shining, your good works, that they may praise our heavenly Father. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, beginning with verse 4, But you brothers are not in darkness. We are not crooked and depraved. We are not evil. We are not children of wrath. God redeemed us, translated us from the entire sphere of darkness and death and brought us into the kingdom of his dear son in the sphere of light, in the sphere of life, so that this day should surprise you like a thief. You are all sons of the light and sons of the day. You do not belong to the night or to the darkness, so then let us not be like others who are asleep, but let us be alert, self-controlled, and so on. Shine. Turn to Romans 13. Romans 13, verse 12 and 13. This is what caused St. Augustine to be converted. Verse 12 and 13. The night is what? You see, the same thing St. John said, the darkness is what? Passing away. It's not yet passed completely. It is passing away. Don't come and tell me. We are all in trouble. There is secularism, there is evil everywhere, there is feminism, there is abortion, there is homosexuality, there is everything else, man, it's all terrible. Nobody believes in the Bible. What can we do? Let's all, find a cave somewhere, like Gideon did, hide. Oh, no, 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 that's not what the book says. Look at it, the night is nearly over, nearly over, isn't that wonderful, it's nearly over. The Lord Jesus Christ is going to come again. The night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness. And put on the armor of light. Let us behave decently as in the daytime. Not in orgies and drunkenness. Not in sexual immorality and debauchery. Not in dissension and jealousy. Rather, clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ. And do not think about how to gratify the desires of your sinful nature. Shine! Let your light shine before men. The next thing I want to tell you is what St. John said and St. Paul just said. The darkness is what? Passing away. The light is already the true light. Not Gnosticism. Not stupid religious ideas. Not philosophies. Not human prognostications. The true light is already shining Especially since the coming of Jesus Christ Darkness is what? Is passing away And true light is shining already Now through you Now through the church of Jesus Christ Every single person is shining a star In a twisted depraved world I hope you will understand who you really are and be you begin to believe it I'm not darkness I'm light who said so God said so the evil is on the retreat not the light the evil is being defeated by the true light because Jesus Christ defeated evil on the cross once for all. That's the reason for it. Turn to Colossians chapter 2 and see what St. Paul is speaking about the death of Jesus Christ on the cross. And verse 15, and having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made public spectacle of them, triumphing over them. Over all darkness, over all evil forces, over the demons and the world, over death and over hell and over Satan. Triumphing over them through the cross. When Jesus Christ died, darkness is defeated. You believe that? Turn to Matthew 12, verse 28. And 29, but if I drive out demons by the spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. (laughs) God's rule, God's power, God's government, God's authority has come and intruded upon this world in Jesus Christ. And not only that, verse 29, it says this. Or again, how can anyone enter a strong man's house and carry off his possessions unless he first ties up the strong man? Then he can rob his house. What is the idea here? Who is the strong man? He is the devil. He is the evil personified. And Jesus Christ is the stronger one. And he has come in his incarnation, in his life, in his death, in his burial, in his resurrection, he has bound the strong man of the world and is liberating his possessions, hostages. That's what we were. We were worshiping God of this age. We are liberated by Jesus Christ. If the Son sets you free, you are free indeed. The darkness is passing away. Or oh, turn with me to first John. Chapter 3 and verse 8. Listen to his language. He who does what is sinful is of the devil. Because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. The incarnation of Jesus Christ was specifically for the purpose of destroying the devil's work. And St. Paul says in 2 Timothy 1 verse 10. This Jesus Christ, our Savior, destroyed death and brought life and immortality to light for us. Hebrews 2.14 says, by his death, he destroyed the devil who holds the power of death. No wonder we are told, resist the devil, he shall flee from you. devil is superhuman, greater than you, an angelic being. Yet a believer in Jesus Christ can resist the devil and he flees. The darkness is what? It's passing away. Since Christ died on the cross, passing away. Romans 8 verse 37 says, We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. He ran out of words. So he simply said, we are what? More than conquerors. Think about it. The church of Jesus Christ. You as a believer in Jesus Christ is described as more than conquerors. The darkness is what? Passing away. In the book of John chapter 12 it said they overcame him. The prince of darkness. How? By the blood of the lamb and word of their testimony. That's the reference point that Christ defeated you on the cross and I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and he runs let me tell you it is not light that is passing away let's be very clear about it it is darkness that is passing away we studied the book of Acts and, and the book of Acts declares that disciples increased and the word of God grew and what? multiplied In spite of all the opposition of the Jews, the Pharisees, the Sanhedrin. Of the kings of the Roman Empire. The word of God increased and multiplied. You know why? It is prophesied of the increase of his government. There shall be no end. Jesus Christ is Lord of all. All things are put under his feet. Do you believe that? All things, nothing excepted, All things are put under his feet. And all things are put under his feet. And he is the head of the church. The sovereign Lord of all is the head of the church. Look at David. He has defeated Goliath. I said this morning the story of it. Let's turn to it and find an analogy a true analogy of this truth the light is shining already and the darkness is passing away. First Samuel chapter 17 let me read to you from verse 50 take a look at it brother, sister, teenager, old people, young people this is speaking about you if you are a Christian so David what triumphed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone Without a sword in his hand, he struck down the Philistine and killed him. David ran and stood over him. He took hold of the Philistine's sword and drew it from the scabbard. After he killed him, he cut off his head with the sword. When the Philistines saw that their hero was dead, what happened? They turned and ran. This is the idea. Darkness is on the retreat. It is passing away. That's the reality. Whether you believe it or not, that is the reality. Verse 52. Then the men of Israel and Judah surged forward. That's what the church of Jesus Christ should do and ought to do. What is it? The people of God are what? Surging forward. Hallelujah. Surging forward with a shout and pursued the Philistines to the entrance of Gath and to the gates of Ekron. Their dead were strewn along the Shaarim road to Gath and Ekron, and so on. The Philistines turned and ran. And the Israelites what? surged forward. That is what we are. Darkness is what? Say it. Passing Passing away. away. And the true light is already shining. Do not believe in the lie that secularism is winning, evil is winning, Satan is winning, world is winning Take a look at the cross By the death of Jesus Christ he destroyed evil Christ died and by his death he destroyed all evil Christ rose and Christ reigns and we reign with him And so Saint John says darkness is passing away St. Paul says, The night is what? Nearly over. We are more than conquerors. Resist the devil, he shall flee from you. Night is nearly over. The day is almost here. The day of the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And when Christ Jesus comes again, darkness will have completely gone. The final triumph is coming. Let me read to you Second Thessalonians chapter 1. All this, verse 5 and for all this is evidence that God's judgment is right. And as a result, you will be counted worthy of the kingdom of God for which you are suffering. God is just. He will pay back trouble to those who trouble you and give relief to you who are troubled. And to us as well, this will happen when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven in blazing fire with his powerful angels. He will punish those who do not know God and do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. They'll be punished with everlasting destruction and shut out from the presence of the Lord and from the majesty of his power on the day he comes to be glorified in his holy people and so on. Evil will be shut out from the presence of God. Or, if you want further proof, let me read it to you. Revelation 22 and verse 5. Listen to this. There will be no more, what? Night. There will be what? No more night. Hallelujah. No more night. They will not need the light of a lamp. Or the light of the sun for the Lord God will give them light and they will reign forever and ever. And the unbelieving and the wicked and the crooked and the depraved and the fearful and the sexually immoral and all the idolaters will be outside. Outside will be what? Deep darkness. You preferred it, you loved it, and you get it. In deep darkness. This is no joke, is it? Matthew 8 12, Matthew 22 13, Matthew 25 30, and you read all these places, we are told they'll be cast out into deep darkness where there will be what? Weeping and gnashing of teeth. You don't like to obey God? You don't like God's word? You don't like God's law? You don't want to believe in the one true Savior, Jesus Christ. The light has come to the world, but you prefer darkness. You hate light. Are you a nocturnal being? There is coming a day. God will give you the desire of your heart. You will be cast out into deep darkness. We are the light. And I said, shine. Shine us light before men For the glory of God I told you, darkness is what? Passing away There is coming a day There shall be no more night For us We shall dwell with Him Everybody is going to shine then But we have an obligation to the world And that is why Our shining Is extremely Vital Heavenly Father, we pray that you have mercy upon us. Thank you for turning our darkness into light, making us children of light. Thank you for defeating once and for all evil. Thank you, O oh God, for binding the strong man and setting us free. For we pray in Christ's name, amen. Grace Valley Christian Center is committed to the unchanging truth of the Holy Scriptures. We have been proclaiming the whole counsel of God since 1974 through our weekly worship services, our website resources, and our publishing ministry. For more information about our church, to find more edifying sermons, or to order books by Rev. P.G. Matthew, please go to our website at gracevalley.org.